Pushkin. Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A., member FDIC. Copyright 2024, J.P. Morgan Chase & Company. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Hi, I'm Phil Donahue. And I'm Marlo Thomas. We've been married for over 40 years. But when I was younger, I never wanted to be married. It didn't seem possible for two people to live together for life. And you were half right. Nearly half of all marriages end in divorce. But what about the ones that last? What's the secret sauce? I have no idea. But the best way to find out is to talk with some long-married couples. You know... Like a double date. And so we did. We made dates with couples we admire. Actors, athletes, musicians, journalists. And you know what I love about a double date? Everybody talks. Everybody remembers. And you get a real sense of who this couple is together. Exactly. Take Viola Davis and Julius Tennant. What a couple. Here are two great actors with all the talent and none of the ego. The first feeling you get from them is welcome. Remember? Julius was standing outside on the street in front of their house just to be sure we didn't get lost. Such a great hello. It told us a lot about them right from the start. My big thing with me and Julius is we're the fun. We have the best parties. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Good. I'm glad we're getting to know you. That's right. <laughs> this could work out for us. I'm telling you. I'll show you my... We settled down at their dinner table with these tall, comfy chairs that you could just sink into, and we started talking. I felt an immediate bond with Viola. Like me, she never could imagine herself with a life partner. I did not want to get married. Either. I never had any visions of walking down an aisle with a white dress. I admired every woman who was alone and happy and who had a lot of boyfriends. I was a narcissistic artist. That's what I was. Right. And then 
Then I read somewhere that you prayed for a husband. When I was up at Williamstown Theater Festival, I was doing the Raising the Sun, and a friend of mine said, why are you alone? And I felt like, oh my God, I almost started crying. And my eyes were welling up. He was like, is there a reason why? You, you don't have a relationship? I said, well, I guess I've just never found anyone who loved me, oh. you know? And then he was the one, Joseph Edwards, I know, because he just got married. Oh, he really? just got married. He said, go into your room. This is what I want you to do and get on your knees. And you ask God for blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, God, another on fire for Jesus person. That's what I thought. <laughs> and, and you did. I did. I did it. And, I, and there was a specific prayer, right, that you made? Very specific. Because <laughs> he told me to be specific. And literally, I was like, okay, this is what I want. Now, he really doesn't have to be black, but I want him to be black. <laughs> I want him to look like a football player because I love football players, okay? And I want him to be from the South because I love country men. And I kind of would appreciate if he's already been married, he's already had kids because I don't want that pressure. And I want him to be like maybe very spiritual, church going, funny, you know, maybe someone who is an artist too. So he's got those artistic sensibility. And I met Julius three and a half weeks later. <laughs> three and a half weeks? Three and a half weeks. How? On City of Angels, the City TV of Angels. show, Stephen Bochco's uh, City of Angels. We actually met during the pilot episode. I was dating a girl I was really trying to run away from, <laughs> kind of a monster. And so when I met Viola, I gave her my card and then she called and then we went on our first date and 20 years later, here we are. And I felt like I had done all the work before then. I was in therapy. I finally went to therapy because I had Screen Actors Guild insurance. <laughs> so when Julius came along, I remember telling my therapist, you know, this guy gave me a card and he's really good looking. And she was like, oh, okay. Because you could tell she may be a little bit bored with what I was talking about. <laughs> She's like, talk about something else. So, And I said, this guy gave me a card. And he, um, oh, he invited me to church. And she was like, have you called him back? I said, no, I don't know, because I'm, I'm struggling. I got to get my credit up. <laughs> I got to get my life in order. She said, call him. Wow. And, and I said, yeah, but you know what? There may be something wrong with him. She's like, there's something wrong with everyone, Viola. There's something wrong with mm -hmm. you. It took me six weeks to call him because I was so nervous. I was having anxiety attacks about L.A., and then when I finally called him, I said, he's never going to remember me. And he remembered me. And I remember he invited me to his place where he worked. And the openness, emotional availability, mm. I never had that before. Mm -hmm. Usually men, it's like, okay, how do you feel? How do you feel about me? Do you love me? Do you not love me? Do you want to be with me? No. <laughs> Julius, you never had to guess. Oh, my mom did a good job. She really did. Because <laughs> sure my mom always told me to respect women. I already knew that there was a certain kind of decorum around the way you needed to treat women. You know, Phil said to me one time, what do you have so much against marriage? I said, well, I think that uh, people lose courteousness. And I, I, I really don't like that. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to be treated mm -hmm. in a discourteous or dismissive yeah. way. Mm -hmm. And we do that for each other. I mean, I'll say to him, I'm going to get you a sweater. It's cold out here. Yeah. Or he'll say that to me. There's a mm -hmm. concern for the other person. Mm -hmm. yeah. you know? I went to an all-boy Catholic high school. 
And one of the things that was given to us were dancing lessons. And they taught us, you know, you don't paw the woman. You place your hand gently on her back and you be sure to return her to wherever it was when you asked her to dance. They were being taught grace, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, and that's a lovely, I, I went to a girls' school. We both are Catholic and mm -hmm. I went to girls' school. And I think, I think sharing, not so much sharing a religion or a faith, but sharing the values of that that's religion. That's right, absolutely. When people ask me what I, th I think our marriage has lasted, I think, well, we define certain important words the same, like what's fair and unfair, and yes. what's acceptable and unacceptable. Mm -hmm. If Phil says to me, that's not fair, I know, I know what it means. Mm -hmm. I don't just say, what do you mean it isn't fair? I mean, I got it. You have to allow the other person, you know, their say. It's always kind of this thing of agreeing to disagree. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. But, you know, we try to get around that thing without it being an impediment. Mm -hmm. what it is. We always, we just discuss, you know? And for some people it works where if they're angry with each other, because this old tongue here can say some things that you can never take back. Yeah, so you have to be careful with this. Um, but some folks have to like sleep on it. We never go to sleep on our anger. Do you fight? How do you fight? I'm the door slammer. I see. Yeah. And I'm kind of the guy that just goes away. I just go away. But then it dissipates fast. I'll slam the door and then it's nothing. Then I'm honey. Like nothing. Yeah. I'm yeah. the chaser. <laughs> <laughs> I follow him until I can get him to hear me. And he's, I do that too. <laughs> yeah, he, he's trying to just get away. <laughs> uh, no, because I think how you fight and how you come back from a fight is a big line in the sand. It is. You got to know how to do that. You really do. My big thing, my advice about marriage that I give to all of my friends, I say your marriage does not start when you walk down the aisle. Your marriage starts when you look over at a person that you love more than anything and there's something about them. You just see just one character trait, just a glimpse, and you're thinking, oh, man, that's going to drive me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can deal with this. You just in your brain, you're like, I don't know if I can deal with this. And the next minute you're like, you know what? But I love them. I'm going to stick it out. What is it? That's I when your marriage starts. That's great. Tell us what it is. With Julius? Yeah. That, make, that drives you crazy. I know. I can tell you what drives me crazy about Julius. Oh, I know a lot of things <laughs> drive me crazy about Julius. Um, he's a little OCD. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, my. <laughs> you know, I'm, <laughs> let's just say, familiar with this issue. I know, I know. I'm sorry. But I think it should be called obsessive-compulsive order. That drives me a little bit crazy. I'm, I'm OCD, too. That's why people like you and me never get together. But then I need his OCD. But I need his OCD. He'll take me. There's all this mess on the floor. I'm like, oh, my God. And there'll be two little crumbs. That's She'll right. walk into my office <clears throat> talking like crazy about everything <laughs> and straightening out this book. <laughs> Getting this magazine over here where it belongs. You know, I set things down and that's where they are. I mean, you can mm. tell where I've been in the house just by looking at Oh, yeah. You know, he had orange juice over here because that little orange cap is there. You know, I, he had a ginger ale over there because he find that. I, I know exactly what he did. If he ever murdered anybody, I could, like, know exactly. <laughs> uh, My life got better as soon as we got together. 
And, and I mean that too. My life did get better. I had bad credit when I met Julius. <laughs> I didn't know anything. I, I, I had my apartment in New York that was, the ceiling was caving in because it was rent stabilized. The, the pipes had burst, so I couldn't get anyone to sublet it. And then I was here doing a TV show and I had to pay rent here. And then I was sending my family money. I was just all over the place. Julius came in, mm -hmm. he was making my life easy. He's like, V, this is what we could do. Me and you could move in together. We could share the rent. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I started saving my money. This is how you build up your credit. I was like, oh, really? So all of a sudden I'm like saving money. My credit got better. She didn't have to clean. I mean, I know how to clean baseboards. I know how to wash blinds. I can do it all. You know, Viola wasn't used to doing that kind of thing. And I remember the very first time. <laughs> Well, she stayed with me. And then I went to the bathroom after she left because she had to go to work. And I went in there and the tops was, they were off everything. The toothpaste, the, the moisturizer, everything. I'm like going, my God, it seemed like that bathroom had been blown up. She came back and she saw that bathroom and she said, why'd you do that? Why'd you put everything back? I said, that's just what I do. And I said, listen, honey, you don't ever have to worry about it. Just do what you do and I'll do what I do. Wow. And that's the way we've rolled. Oh, wow. Ever since. And so and I just, much what, what might take her uh, 30 minutes to an hour to do, I can do in 15. She's a slob in your class. That's us. He's the slob. I always say about Phil, it's a man who doesn't know the meaning of the word hamper. No, no idea what it means. And I'm always fixing it. Well, but I've word. gotten better. She's gotten better over the years. Yeah. It took her a while. I'm but much she's gotten, better. But I still do things. Yeah. So then how long did it take to get to you know seriousness or moving in together it, it seemed like we just lived together right away it felt like that i always i always <laughs> <laughs> it, well it did yeah because he brought his clothes to my apartment i loved it there was nothing about it that i questioned it was easy it was right and we had so much fun it was the first time and i was coming from new york with three four roommates yeah you know Live, you know, living at Juilliard in the dorms. And then finally, here I was with an apartment in Los Angeles. And it's like, all of a sudden, we had a Christmas tree. It's like I hadn't had a Christmas tree in years. We had Thanksgiving. Remember Thanksgiving? Our first Thanksgiving. We must have we had, had so much we food. We ate so much food. We had food. food for 10 people and we ate it in four days. All <laughs> oh of my it. God. <laughs> it, it always amazes me how people know how to trust another person. I mean, we, we too, I mean... He came to see me like the first night I was I had moved around. I was doing a promotion of a movie. So I was in Chicago promoting my movie on his show. And then I went on to Denver and to, you know, to other shows around the country. And he called me and he said, uh, I'd like to see you. And where are you? I said, I'm in Denver. Is Denver very far from Chicago? And he <laughs> said, no, it's not far at all. So he comes from Denver to, to, to have dinner with me. And we got together. It was it. That was it. We just, wow. I don't, oh, when you think to yourself, how did I not know that he would take out a knife and kill me? You know what I mean? <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you get in a vulnerable place with a person you don't That's know very well. You know? I've always thought of that as the, the act of faith. My goodness. But well, yes. relationships are an act yeah. of faith, and vulnerability is the ultimate, you know, level of courage and bravery and I felt like you felt awfully vulnerable in our early days to be dating an actress 
Remember what you said to me? I sure do. <laughs> when do I know you're not acting? Yeah, <laughs> and it never dawned on me, and I thought it was such an innocent, dear question. Like when you cry, is that you crying, or is that like you cry? <laughs> the day we got married, I'm a great memorizer. It was, we all, our actors are. <laughs> we wrote our own vows, and my friends were with him at the hotel saying, he was walking around the courtyard, memorizing, memorizing, <laughs> memorizing, right? And you know, I, you know, I saw him, I learned whatever, I got it, right? So it comes time for the wedding to do our vows, and he does his vows, you know, beautifully, and I go to do my vows, and I just choked. It was like when you hear about stage fright. I just yeah. couldn't do it. And I, and I was crying, and I was just, it was just a mess. Later, we got back to the hotel after the wedding, and he said, I can't believe you didn't learn our vows. <laughs> I said, I know the vows. I just rattled them off. Right. He said, well, why couldn't you do them today? He said, you're an actress. I said, I wasn't an actress today. I was a terrified bride. <laughs> I was in a state of panic. Now you know how to know that I'm not a good actress when I'm a real person. Couldn't even remember my lines, which is what I'm actually good at. We'll have more after a quick break. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you, who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Join hosts Ben Walter, CEO of Chase for Business, and Tanya Nebo, a lawyer and business consultant, on these storytelling journeys of trials, tribulations, and triumphs that hinged on a single event, a split-second decision, or even a stroke of luck. Whether the story is about a warehouse going up in flames or a former partner stealing a whole roster of clients, each episode will showcase the grit, determination, and resourcefulness a small business owner needed to turn a pivotal situation into a springboard for success. Listen to The Unshakables now and learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase, NA member, FDIC, 2024, J.P. Morgan Chase & Co. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. We're back to our interview with Viola Davis and Julius Tenen. And I wanted to know, what do you get from each other that you can't get from anyone else? Well, what I get, what I can tell you, one of the big things I get from her is 
I can tell her anything. And she listens and, and she, it. yeah, she listens. She takes it in. She's always interested in my well-being and happiness. And Julius has, Julius has a capacity to love. Not everyone has the capacity to love. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that Julius did when we first got together is he said, V, you know, you've never had a parent who died. I find that really interesting, V. I was like, oh, yeah, my, both my parents are still here. He was like, oh, V, it's going to be hard. And, you know, my parents at that point were raising several of my siblings' children be because of drugs and all of that. And Julia said, V, let me tell you something. When parents have a hard life, they can go from pretty good health to really bad health in a very short period of time. He, and, she, and they don't have any resources, so uh, do they have any insurance or whatever? Because when it happens, it's so devastating. You're so kind of inundated with it. You can't make choices. No one else in the family can make choices. So I remember we got insurance on my parents. I remember my dad passed from pancreatic cancer, and the first person I called was Julius. I was devastated because I was there at hospice when he passed. I was out of my mind, and I called Julius. I said, he's gone. And Julius says, okay, oh, V, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay, now here's what you're going to do. You're going to hang up from me. You're going to pick up the phone. You're going to call the insurance company. You're going to give them all the information where the funeral home is going to be. They will take care of everything. I will get on the plane, and I will be there as soon as I can, step by step. That, that person who literally has a capacity to love, has a really the capacity to really have your back in all of the deep, ugly, messy, but beautiful things that happen in your life. That's the elixir that's right. as, as far as I'm concerned. And that's everything with him. How long were you together before you got married? Four years. Oh, well, that's well right. there was a little, you know, there wasn't fear for me. It was just that... Um, I wanted to, you know, be free of all of my debt. And uh, so when we got married, we could start off on, you know, even footing. And she said, well, we're, 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 we're together. We're going to be together. So your debt is my debt. We're going to do this together. And then I remember not really saying anything that night. And then the next day I told her, I said, you know what? You're the girl for me. But that's a very honorable idea that I want to be out of debt, I want to be responsible, I want to right. walk into this, you know, without having to drag that's right. mess behind me. That's right. I think that's really Viola and Julius seem so connected. We wondered, what throws them out of sync? We couldn't help but dig a little. Are you, are you the jealous type? Do you think I am? Not really, but I think it's good to have a little jealousy, but not I, overly. I do have a little jealousy. I do. Because I always pinpoint those women who are very questionable. They may come off really nice, but they, they I, I always feel like we have a radar for those women. Right. I don't think men do. Uh-huh. So I'm like that. And then I'm very, very articulate about those. Women. What do you do? What do you, what do you say? I said, she can't come to the house anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's if we're having a party. That's if we're having a party. It's because, like, you know, it's I'm the mayor of everywhere. <laughs> everywhere I go, I can just go, I can walk I'm an in a room. She's really more introverted, but I can walk in a room and I can just start having a conversation with anybody. I mean, anywhere, in the subway station, anywhere. It just comes easy yeah. for me.
I am an introvert. I am like maybe a step away from being a straight up loner. <laughs> I love my alone time. I love getting lost. I could drive to, you know, a theater, watch a, you know, a foreign movie, eat my sushi by myself with my book, and that's it. I spent most of my time alone. I haven't had a lot of boyfriends that have been long term. So when I got married, to have to answer to someone, to have to say, okay, this is where I'm going to be, was very difficult for me. Uh-huh. It's like I almost needed a woman cave. Somebody, like, and, and, you know, the invention of cell phones, it's, that, that just killed me. Right. So that was one thing that I felt like I was going to have to give up, my independence. Mm-hmm. You know, and I didn't want to give up my name. I was like, oh, I don't know if I can give up my name. I, I think that commits you to a stable, long-term marriage. Yeah. <laughs> I do. More yeah, than, I, mm-hmm. more than uh, I think the people that are in danger are the people who say, oh, I can't live without him mm-hmm. or her. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Breathless to get married are the ones that boom, you yeah. know, after mm-hmm. you know, weeks. How about stress? How do you handle stress? We had to really learn, work on that. Because in the beginning, when he'd panic, I'd panic. Right. And it was a disaster. So we had to really work on Somebody once said that a good marriage is where both people don't go crazy at the same That's time. That's the first thing he told me. It's kind of always one of those things where, between us, Viola does tend to get more stressed out. I had so much stress living in Los Angeles. I mean, I just didn't understand how to connect with people I felt like my funky look, my funky ways, me not really caring about being thin or cute, or I just didn't have all of that stuff going on. I just did. I I felt like I didn't fit in, and just New York was my city. You know, I was I never had delusions of becoming a star. Nothing. I never had anything. I was a journeyman actor, and then I met Julius. And I did go back for six months to do a Broadway show. Was, what it was, was it? It was King Henry II that I did at Tony Kennedy Award. Center. She gave me goosebumps from the top of my head to my toes. And at the end of the show, I went backstage and I said, you're going to win the Tony Award for this. I was sure of it. Speaking of awards, you wanted to ask about that speech, your Emmy speech. Oh, um, Emmy speech. Uh, or my- uh, Harriet Tubman. And, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. You well, did. I mean, it was just very political and... Wasn't it the word the Harry Tubman speech where you know that she talks about having a dream about a line, right? And white women, uh, their hands outstretched, you know, reaching for her to come over the line. But then she wakes up and she says she can't ever get to that line. She couldn't ever. It's heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking. Right. You know, moments like that where you know and. Julius, just having him in my life, it's like my way of sort of saving myself of what I, what I feel. This is just what I feel is that I don't like about LA, which is trying to retain my authenticity, T- trying to retain something about me that is just myself. This is just how I felt about being out here. That everything was an audition. Even friendships was an audition. Yeah. That you had to sort of pass a test right. in order to be, you know, even be the cool friend, right. be the cool mom. Right. You know, even where does your kid go to school? Right. And if it's not the hip, funky school that all the celebrities have their kids at, then it's like you're out. Right. 
that that's my protest. No, no. <laughs> I feel it is. It's like that's my protest. No. It's like everything, you yeah. know, even with how to get away with murder, taking my wig off. Everything is my rebellion, mm -hmm. you know. Right. It was her idea. Yeah. I love how supportive he is of her work. I know something about that. Yes, you do. I guess we see you as stable as hell. I mean, you guys are solid. And talking to you, I am impressed with the insight you brought to your union. Not everybody has that. One of the things I did before I met Julius is I was in therapy because I was not a great girlfriend. I had a lot of, I would say, like bad boyfriends, but I was attracted to them for a reason. So, and I remember a friend of mine said, Viola, why do you keep meeting assholes? <coughs> and I said, I don't know, isn't that something? I keep meeting these assholes. She said, did you ever think it was you? And I remember that was my big aha moment. And I think that's the best thing that I've brought into my marriage is to really um, ask myself, what am I contributing to it or what am I doing to destroy it at any moment? Uh -huh. You know, it's like my first therapist said, what she said was, Viola, whenever you're on automatic in your marriage, you're not in it, mm. you know? And so that's, that's been my personal responsibility, not to put everything on him, mm -hmm. not to say, make me happy, Julius. Right, make right. the marriage good, Julius. Uh -huh. Be the great husband, Julius. I also have to step up. Right. Okay, I'm going to give you one last. Okay. You know, my husband is looking at me like, you know, you've already taken... I, I, I could go on forever, <laughs> really, because I'm so fascinated by this. But if there was a young couple here about to be married, is there something you'd want to tell them to make their marriage last? The big thing I would tell them is that you have to listen to the other person. I mean, you really do. You have to really listen, let it land. Because once you stop listening, you're not, you're not there. You're not in it you're when you're not it. listening. Right. You know, that's a big one for me. What about you? I would say that commitment is love. And, and what I mean by that is you can't operate separately with your own joy and go on your own path and your own road if, if in the end it doesn't honor the big umbrella of the ultimate commitment. The ultimate commitment between Viola Davis and Julius Tenen. It was wonderful for us to experience it. Until next time, I'm Phil Donahue. And I'm Marlo Thomas. Yeah. You're lovely. You really are. Oh, well, thank, thank you. Thank, thank you. you for this time. This has been yeah. fantastic. And you better invite us to one of those fabulous parties. Oh, man. <laughs> Double Date is a production of Pushkin Industries. The show was created by us and produced by Sarah Lilly. Michael Bahari is associate producer. Musical adaptations of It Had to Be You by Stellwagen Symphonette. Marlo and I are executive producers, along with Mia Lobel and Lital Molad from Pushkin. Special thanks to Jacob Weisberg, Malcolm Gladwell, Heather Fain, John Schnars, Carly Migliori, Eric Sandler, Emily Rostek, Jason Gambrell, Paul Williams, and Bruce Kluger. If you like our show, please remember to share, rate, and review. Thanks for listening. Thank you.
With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. The tradition of breaking tradition continues with the return of the unconventional awards from T-Mobile for Business at Mobile World Congress. This is an event that celebrates innovators whose bold actions took their industries to new places. If that sounds like you and you're a T-Mobile for Business customer, enter today. If you win, you'll be publicly honored amongst some of the most influential leaders in industry and me. I'll be there too. Enter now at tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. See you there.